So, uh, you were all uh, gathered together in La Marasma. You were summoned to the estate of Lady Philomena Straub. Mm -hmm. uh, Lady Straub had a, uh, a job that she needed you to complete discreetly. She needed you to get a hold of one Jessa Aziri. Her lover. Her lover, yes. Um, so that the two of them could leave La Marasma... Uh, under the radar, so to speak, and um, live together happily uh, away from the prying eyes, uh, the prying judgmental eyes of the fellow noble houses uh, and the La Marasma culture, society, authorities, etc., etc. The reason being that Jessa Oziri is a dampier, right? A half, well, the ratios are not necessarily equal, but part human, part vampire. Uh, a hybrid creature. Right. At the same time, um, Lady Straub is suffering from a mysterious wasting ailment uh, that she has previously said has been running in her family for, for, for quite some time. Um, and uh, that is putting a, a hard deadline on her time left on this earth, and so she wants to spend the rest of it with Jessa and encourage you to go in your guise as normal people, <laughs> simpler <laughs> people, uh, to go out and retrieve Jessa, bring her back so that the two of them can leave. So, um, and, and, and La Marasma, I don't know if you've listened to the recordings at all, Robert. No. Um, Dampier and are viewed as kind of. Not subhuman, maybe a subhuman. They're they, monsters. They're shoot on sight, like yeah, yeah. shoot on sight. These type are not, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, because they feed on mortal blood. Mm -hmm. So you uh, all took the job. So I'm fine. Um, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> at the same time, uh, Kyoko here was investigating a lead on a uh, a series of break-ins going on in Coldcrest, in the Noble District, um, a series of robberies, specifically by a goblin safecracker called Dressed Up Drevma. Mm -hmm. uh, and apparently, uh, fortuitously enough, or, or unfortunately enough, uh, Drevma had hit Lady Straub's manor uh, about a week earlier. Um, and so the investigation began of trying to see what was going on with uh, Drevma's... Uh, uh, burglaries of the various noble estates, and whether or not that was connected to anything that Lady Straub was doing, and her ongoing relationship with Jessa, etc., etc. Um, through the course of the search and the investigation, um, the party uh, determined that Jessa uh, did not want to return to Lady Straub. Um, she had intimated that Lady Straub had wanted Jessa to bite her and possibly transmit this vampirism to her as a means of curing her wasting ailment. And she, Jessa staunchly refused to do that to her uh, out of a sense of, of morality and ability. She essentially didn't want to curse her to that, to that life. In the meantime, she also didn't... At the same time, she also did not want to spend the rest of her spend time with Lady Straub, essentially watching her wither away and die. And so she thought it was best that she simply uh, disappear 
and for Lady Straub with her remaining time to sort of either move on or come to a sense of closure about the relationship rather than um, having to have this constant argument about to or to not curse her with this vampirism, right? Um, after this conversation was had, a, uh, a group of goblins, including dressed up Dredma, attempted to kidnap Jessa Odziri uh, with a special um, vampire-catching device. Hook. <laughs> yeah, essentially like a giant grappling hook of sorts. Um, that uh, attempt was foiled by the party. Uh, Dredma was uh, severely wounded in the left hand with a dagger and bound and taken back to the Lavanazo Police Department, <clears throat> where he is currently um, being interrogated by Marshal Ersatz yeah, um, yeah. In- rather in- aggressively mm. over the period of six hours. Is that what we're going to so. call it? Aggressive interrogation? Yeah. It's, I, a, yeah. it's not quite enhanced. Yeah, it's not enhanced interrogation. But it's pretty close. Yeah. Now, in the course of this... this um, this action. Um, some other complicating factors have arisen. Uh, there was a point in which the party had to prevent a three cream uh, from being strung up and um, essentially lynched by a group of uh, cultists from the Sunstroke Creed. Uh, you'll remember it's a, uh, a hard uh like a human first i, I think it's i think it's a, a hard human first organization um fundamentalist that believes in purifying la marasma by eliminating all non-human species that live there they do have a fair amount of power though right it's not like they aren't like they aren't a fringe society they have some clout some money they quote-unquote, control a decent portion of Okerland, the, the sort of mercantile district mm-hmm. um, of La Marasma. And so... Um, do they do it openly? Or, like, kind of undercover, but everyone agrees that it's Everyone theirs? knows that they are a cult. Everyone knows that they are doing shady, you know, sometimes actively hateful, murderous things. But at the same time... Uh, in classic sort of, um, you could probably compare this to, to the Scientologists, right? There's not really enough evidence there, <laughs> plainly, legally, to do anything about it. And there are issues of, you know, freedom of religion and, and, and speech and so on. And so the La Marazza Police Department and the citizenry just have to sort of deal with them. Ideally hoping that they will not grow to a point that they will become a major player in the society and politics of the city. Right. Sure, because that could never happen. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Ever. Why well, worry about it? It's a fantasy tale. Also, so that, also, I think they just have supporters. Probably like, they're, in they're high enough, enough racists to mm-hmm. be like, yeah, they're doing good stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We'll just look the other there's way. A, there's a portion yeah. of the citizenry that is maybe not necessarily... You know, ready to march down to the Sunstrip Creed headquarters and put on some robes and start lynching three Creed. Right, right. But certainly they're like, we don't like that these, like, plantkin or three Creed or hell, even like, you know, half elves or whatever living in our city. Like, that's, that's too much for us. We'd rather have humans in our neighborhood. That sort of soft, uh, right. agreeable, mm-hmm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. racism, you know, yeah. that is sort of enabling them to. To flourish. 
Uh, my twin brother is one of the members. Yes, Laris's twin brother. Oh, by the way. Liam uh, is a member of the Sunstroke Creed as his uh, their father, who's the reverend, the sort of spiritual leader of the cult. Of course, none of us know this. Nope. None of uh, you. I uh, will soon. Oh, I'm you sure. In just a second. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you shoot someone. Yes. Um, and so that has complicated factors, especially in Poxboro, where the police have sort of turned a blind eye to the goings on, and it sort of functions more like a frontier town in that it's meant to sort of police itself. Uh, it's the industrial poor district. It is. Um, the dregs of Victorian London circa 1890. Um, lots of oil and consumption and smog and, and smoke and, and that, that sort of thing. Mm. I love that whale oil. I was just thinking yes. the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that in mind... Anyone ever smelled whale oil burning? No. I don't I'm, think I want to. I'm curious. With that in mind, um, you had all returned to a local... Uh, Tavern uh, in Poxborough called the Half Cocked with Jessa um, in order to sort of keep her uh, protected for the time being until you could figure out an an exit strategy for her or or simply what to do in the case of her and Lady Straw. You had woken up in the morning, you and Jessa had gone downstairs and found that um, three representatives of the Sunstroke Creed were there downstairs mm-hmm. in the drinking dining area, one of whom was your father, the Reverend Cornelius Catholic. And I immediately drew my gun and leveled it at him. <sighs> so that's where we are now. Does anybody have any questions before? I have a couple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I may or may not be able to answer them. Because okay. I listened to the, uh, the last episode and mm-hmm. I figured that neither me... Kyoko or our missing friend Karak. had a long rest yeah, for we, we the last had, two days. We had just come back and we yeah. are exhausted. Yes. I haven't had one night yet either. Yeah. The only one who has, I think, is Laris. Yeah. And Jessa. <laughs> because you and Jessa had, had bumped up. And yep. the next question is we were hard Did I leave Theodore with Marshall? Yes, you did. Yeah, because he was the chair. Yeah. That's right. Because he was functioning as a restraint. Yeah. It's going to be a problem for me. we got to pick him up in the morning. Uh, well, sure. Eh. Well, it is the morning now. Yeah. Yeah. So now Okay. But no one else is downstairs except me and Jessa. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So well, it's, it's you, Jessa, Ragram, and you were there as well. Right? Right. I guess right, because you were holding a sort of um, yeah, sentry position outside. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Well, Jessa and I slept. Yeah. So when you heard the bang downstairs, y'all went down the stairs and I came down through the front door. Exactly. And you found an overturned table right? and two cultists <clears throat> and the reverend there who then pulled down his hood and revealed himself. Hello, daughter. Oh, my. So not everybody knows. Not yet. Give it time. I know now. Yeah. <laughs> you at least know there's bad surprised. blood. Yeah. So we're picking up right from there. So, so we're picking up right daughter, there. Or she's a liar. <laughs> 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 So I have my gun level at him. So, um... I have the the little 